amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hi, Eddie. Hope you're on. My name's Mr. Fruit, and welcome back to the GG Over Easy podcast, episode 101. We are chugging through the triple digits, and by chugging through, I mean this is really the first after the, the milestone, but that's not important. We're 11 away from a big milestone, though. And you might oh. think we're kidding, but we are skipping 113. We're going to yeah, go from 112 to 114. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna DM the guy who came up with Streets 112, and I'm, we're gonna see if we can get an interview with him. Well, that would be sick. Yeah, that would be sick <laughs> for the 112 episode. Um, in today's episode, we discuss uh, Death Loop. No spoilers. Uh, I've been playing it. We discuss uh, Destiny, the Dream Team being back. Uh, uh, maybe something's rekindled. We talk a lot about. The idea of video games, AI, and have we been giving them a pass on this artificial intelligence for too long? Um, see what you guys think. Uh, questions and answers as always. Probably some other things in there. But one thing's for sure. It's right us here. boys being boys. Doing what we do, baby. That's all we know how to do. Stay tuned. <laughs> Pardon your regularly scheduled podcast listening for this short ad break. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the GG Over Easy podcast, the greatest podcast. This location in the solar system, our solar, uh, any of the solar systems, universes, we're the best. Longitude, latitude. The greatest podcast in the history of mankind. That's right. Pretty much that's ever been graced upon. Like Mozart. Not even remotely Never close heard of to the oral sensation that you get from Beethoven. Uh, our oral podcast sensation. is way better than his. Who is that? Bach? Bach who? Bach these nuts <laughs> in your mouth? Sussy Baca Chan. How about that? Oh, Sussy Baca. We're Man. actually on. This is the way I just realized this is our first double, our first 101 episode. It's like Zoe 101. <laughs> Welcome but to GG Podcast 101, where you learn how to tangent because we don't know what we're doing. Yeah, to <laughs> not come up with topics and things. Because so anyway, uh, welcome to the episode, yeah. the Dream Team episode. Because we're officially back in the circuit. We're back, we're back on the baby. market. We're back. We're no longer the GGO. This is the Dream Team town, podcast. Boys. What if we named it that? Oh my gosh, no. More viewers. <laughs> no. no, it's too far. Because I still everyone will. Then people will be clicking here like, this isn't a basketball podcast. What the fudge is yeah. this? There can be more than one dream team, dude. Except on YouTube. We're the only dream well, team. Well, I mean, uh, I mean, this the dream stands may have something to say about yeah. that. Yeah. Well, he doesn't call himself or his... I, have, I actually have no idea. Maybe he does. I don't know either. I mean, it does work. Like, it, it just kind of works. You know, his name is Dream. The Dream Team. Mm-hmm. But I guess that that like, would be like calling us like the fruit team. I'd like that. Yeah. I'll be the fruit team any day <laughs> of the week. Uh, everybody, put it in uh, on three. Fruit team on three. One, two, three. 
Fruit Kobe team. team. Sorry, what was that? This blue? guy names the team after himself. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Uh, speaking of naming things after yourself. Deathloop? Yeah, sure. Oh, I was like, I, I don't know. I, what do we have? I to? don't know. Nice segue. <laughs> I was like, I was somebody like, help me. I was like, well, I thought you actually like had an answer to it, and that's why you were waiting for it. And then I was like, I think he actually just wants me to say something that we can talk about. <laughs> well, I, I was like, oh, this could be a segue. And then halfway through, I'm like, wait, do I even have anything for this? And then I ended it, and I was like, nope. Yeah, and then I was like, okay, I see the 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 blinders on the glass. See, I have these contacts that allow me to see the screen projected on Mr. Fruit's glasses, and it said help. So <laughs> help, only I could have seen that. Help me. The cog stopped turning. The brain just kind of like. Mm. Hey, when you when you, you work as hard as you do, you can afford to have a five second brain fart. Thank you. I need them. Um, so wait, you're, you're playing. You've been playing Death Loop. I have clearly. Uh, Blue, have you played it at all? Nope. I have not either. Um, I'll keep it spoiler free. I mean, I guess I'm, I don't even know how far I am into it anyway. Um, Is but, this for content or just for fun? Yes. Uh, as I want to play it, and it's also content, as of by the time this podcast comes, podcast comes out, there's probably been three episodes uploaded because the first one's going up today. We're recording it Friday, September 17th um, on More Mr. Fruit Channel. Check it out. Just finished Blue and I's Soul Link too, so you got tons to watch. And and then Blue and I did Portal way back in the day. Rob and I did Cuphead. Um, That's probably one of my favorite things we've ever done. It's probably my favorite thing we've done. There's like three or four other Nuzlocks. Uh, there's Ghost of Tsushima. Let's play. There's God of War. Let's play. What you missing out? Anyway, um, get together. Yeah, uh, shameless self promotion over with. Um, playing Deathloop on PC. The first thing I have to say is, yikers on the optimization. Uh, the game is great, but if you go over to Steam, because like the reviews when they were coming in, almost across the board, it was getting like perfect scores. I was like, dang, that's pretty good. And they all reviewed it on the PS5, so maybe that makes a difference. Because oh, on Steam, it's actually mixed currently. And that's because the optimization is garbage. I can't even like, can't even pretend. Like, like graphic wise, or just UI, like UI, like no, it's just, um, like the minimum specs or required specs for something or something is like insane. Let me see if I can pull that. Like they just did not optimize this game very well. I running it on my twenty eighty Ti or whatever, um, drop frames and hitch and, um. Let's see if minimum specs. Like a lot to the point where like it affected like everything or I mean for me, like I don't it's like whatever, like it's not that big of a deal for me. But I know for a lot of people Okay, so like system requirements. Um OS, sixty four bit Windows ten or higher. I mean that's not crazy. Processor, uh Intel Core i5 eighty four hundred at two point eight gigahertz, uh twelve gigabytes of RAM. Graphics, they want at least a GTX 1066 gigabyte. Um, but then the recommended settings are i7-9700 at 3.6 gigahertz, 16 gigabytes of RAM, an RTX 2060. Um, that's the recommended. Not even like highest or anything. Like you can run it on what I said at the beginning, 
it's going to look like a potato. But the recommend is pretty high. It's asking quite a bit. Um, so I'm yeah, going to struggle on my 2080 for sure. Then, yeah, me with my beast. Um, no, it just that, really that thing like, is, ain't a beast if it can barely do death loop, dude. All right, that's know. just a computer nowadays. That's like back in the day, you should be like, how does it run Crisis? That's <laughs> like, how does it run Death Loop? Um, it's not even that graphic. I don't know. They just didn't optimize it well. And then on top of that, the crashes. Um, so some people have had problems with different things. Personally, for me, um, I can't. So you have weapons, obviously, and then you can find trinket or like mod trinkets to slot into weapons like little mods uh i can't do that i just i just literally can't um my game crashes every time i try to inspect the gun um why are you playing this then well here's the thing like it's not that big of a deal um and that's not a big significant part of the game that you're missing by not having these mods i don't really feel like it well the thing is like I've been able to successfully do it, but like it's so bad that I'm literally, I'll, I'll look at the menu and I'm like, do I really want to risk this? Do I even want to try and mod this weapon? Um, and I don't know if other people, like that's just been my issue. And it's like, I think through the Let's Play, it's crashed that way like eight times already. How do you cut that? Or like, how do you manage that to do that in content? You're just like, we crashed again. Or yep. like, I'm just like, well, there that goes. And then I stopped the recording, so I remember that. <laughs> The game crashed and then I just pick it right back up. But the thing is, um, it's not during gameplay. So death loop for those that don't know is new game from arcane studios who do dishonor and stuff. Love their work. Always stylized, really fun to play. This game is no exception. And in this game, you play as this guy named Colt on this Island where the day repeats itself. You're stuck in a loop and everyone's trying to kill you thus was born death loop you know the name and you are trying to break the loop by killing these people called the visionaries they're like the the glue that's holding together this loop or whatever and if you do what the agent smiths from like matrix yeah essentially go and kill these agent smiths everything falls apart but while you're doing that everyone wants to kill you because you're trying to ruin the party and there's also this girl named juliana who's one of the visionaries whose sole purpose is to find you and kill you every single time. And that's part of the game too, is it's this asymmetrical PVP. So you can either choose to play the game as Colt through the story, or at any point you can decide to, to ruin other people's loops and play as Juliana and invade their worlds and try and kill them and stop their loops. Um, I haven't done that yet because that's not core to like the single player experience, but I want to. Just to mess with people. Sounds sick. That sounds like the really cool part of the game. Well, the my favorite part is when it's like Juliana's into the game. I'm like, oh shoot, like let's go. Like I get hyped. I'm like, okay, let's do this. Um, unfortunately, like the last recording I did, the servers were offline, so I was only getting AI Juliana, which is a joke. Like I just poop on her. Um, but I played. There's no difficulty slider or anything like that. I'm that's just a gamer. You know, that's that's yeah. my fault. Um, built I'm built different. Um, the PvP one, though, the couple people I have have been fun. One of them, though, like one of the the problem people talk about is like people are, people are like afraid to invade as Juliana, which makes no sense. So when in, Juliana invades you, you're unable to leave the level, essentially. Um, there's things called like tunnels 
That's exactly what they are. They're tunnels below the island. But in order to go to different, there's four different parts of the island you can go to. And in order to do that, you have to go into your tunnel and then instance into the next one you want to go to. But so the tunnels get blocked off when Juliana comes in. And to unblock them, you have to go to this certain antenna, hack it, and reopen access to the tunnels. So you could do that and then run away from Juliana, like if you're worried or whatever. But the problem is, uh, I guess what a lot of Julianas do is they'll just join and then just camp by the antenna. Um, it's because, it, like, as people point out too, like somebody was like, "I knew Juliana was there. I was raising hell on one part of the island. Like she could hear me, and she still just sat by the antenna, didn't bother to come after me." Um, and I kind of did the same thing. Juliana entered, and I didn't stop playing. I'm like, "All right, well, I'm just going to keep going. If she shows up, like it's time." Mm. She never did, and mine did the exact same thing. Uh, I never showed up to the antenna, and Juliana just left. Um, that only happened once, but like, what? Like, what? What do you even have to lose? Just go in there and like. Really, you have nothing to lose, with Juliana. Yeah, like, like why would you? You're, you're just there you're, to the screw point of over. exactly the point of you being in the game isn't to like necessarily win. It's to try and ruin the other yeah. person's life. It's weird. Um, so I don't know why people are playing like that. Um, I know if I go in as Juliana, you know I ain't doing. I'm going ham. Um, but the interesting thing too is, um, when Juliana invades, she can appear as any NPC at first. She doesn't look like Juliana, so you don't immediately know. I look for like behaviors that a normal NPC wouldn't do. Um, but then as soon as you shoot her and find out it's Juliana, like her disguise gets broken. But that's a really cool part of it. And that's a whole bunch of fun. But that's just one aspect of it. The rest of it is, yeah, you're going through this game um, and you're trying to figure out how to kill all the visionaries in one day before the loop resets. And the way it works is, like I mentioned, there's four parts to the island and it's not open world. You can't like walk from one part to the other. There are like four instances. Yeah. And there's four times a day. So you have morning, noon, afternoon, night. And time doesn't accelerate when you're in one area. So like you start the loop in morning, you choose an area you want to go to. And while you're in that area, it's morning. You leave that area through the the tunnels, then it brings you back out. And this is where you mess with your loadout. And so that's why like if it crashes when I'm doing it, I just reboot and I'm right back at the menu. Yeah, it's not a big deal. I'm not like in the game. Yeah, like that would be... That would be a bummer. That would suck. Yeah, yeah but like I'm would... literally not losing any progress except for a couple minutes to like reboot. Loading. Ah, yeah. yeah. Um, which is why like for me it's not that big of a deal. Um, but I'm sure there are other ones that like if it were to break my gameplay, like that would be really frustrating. Um, sure. But so that's why it's not a big deal. But then you go out, you can change your loadout, uh, and then you choose another part of the island or you could go back to that island because the way it works is every instance what's happening how with what the map has changed to and where people are are different depending on the time of day you go to so for instance in the first part you start this isn't really much of a spoiler there's like a building let's say that has some critical information in it and you're like okay i need to come back to this to figure it out but then you come back at noon and now the, the building's on fire it's been destroyed so something happens after morning to where that building is no longer accessible. So if you want to access that morning or that building, you have to be there in the morning. Um, I'm already lost. <laughs> <laughs> well, so uh, the game, 
is very generous though in in the clues aspects it, it kind of for me it holds my hand a little too much because it's a lot about like a de- it's kind of like a detective game you're trying to piece things together what's really cool is you just explore the map even if you don't want to do the critical stuff and you'll find vaults that need codes you'll find little pieces of paper that give you like clues and my only problem is it, like so it could be like hey um hey joe remember that gift i was going to give you well i sent it to your vault on the other part of this island uh, it should be there by afternoon here's the code so then you're like okay well if i go to here afternoon find that vault i now have the code mm-hmm. um most of them aren't always spelt out that easily but like I could find a paper and it's some like weird haiku and I'm like, what the fudge does this mean? But I exit the clue and then the game's like, here's what this means. Here's where you can find it. Like it, it almost okay. like you don't really have to figure it out yourself. Like I could just pick yeah. up a clue and exit and then the game's like, hey, this is what you learned. This is where you need to go. So sometimes it's a little too easy in that. Like I wish they started the game and there was like two options. Like do you want hint option or no hint option and then like if you do no hint option if you get stuck yeah. be like hey i need a hint on this um but it is cool because there's so many different things going on and then when you do f- solve a puzzle with everybody yourself it's, it's really cool or when you find one that like is super layered so like i went to this place at noon and then this place at afternoon and then i had to go back to another place at morning which led me back to the other place at noon and now i can do it whatever um so that aspect's really fun and the gameplay is like it's very much like Dishonored where they want you to be able to approach it pretty much however you want. Unlike Dishonored, you know, Dishonored was like you could go the whole game without killing anyone. Can't do that here. Like you have to kill the visionaries. But aside from that, you could choose to go stealthy, uh, pacifist for the most part, guns blazing, um, tons of different ways to do as well as approaches. Um, they've always been good at that, even with Dishonored. Like, if I need to infiltrate this mansion, there's probably like 20 different ways I could do that. I could walk through the front doors, or, and then you find all the different ways you can do it, um, as well as ways to trigger an event. So, like, when you're going to go kill a visionary, um, without like spoiling much, um, I could choose to just find the visionary and kill him. I could choose to activate this thing and have it kill him for me. I could lure him in here by doing this. I could piss him off by breaking this, and then he has to come this like it's not just one way to do it um but the the odd thing is they really don't want to label the game as a roguelike or roguelite, but it's it's very roguelite. I'm not no, really it sure sounds very much like yeah a roguelite. I'm not what it sounds pretty sick, actually. It is. I don't know why they like, like, it's like when Destiny was afraid to say MMO or whatever. They're like, woo, that's a way, like, it's thou shalt not be named. Whoa, like, because in reality, the whole day cycle is important because even if you don't die, it's going to reset. It's not like, well, as long as I don't die, I can just go through this whole thing. You only have those four time periods and those four maps. So regardless of what happens, the loop's going to reset. But as you go further into the game, it's still kind of with the tutorial. You also realize um, you can collect the stuff called residuum and infuse it into gear you find to keep it when the loop resets. Almost like a roguelite. Um, So I really don't know why they don't want to say it because 
it is a roguelite, but I think they don't want to say it because I feel like most people associate that with like shallow story or depth. Um, when in reality, it is like a really fleshed out narrative. Um, and so maybe that's what they're going for. But as far as the game, it's like I'm having tons of fun with it. The only gripes I have are the crashes and the hand holding. Um, I choose to still kind of play it the way I want, but like if you wanted it to spell everything out for you and you just wanted to follow that to the T, you could. And I'm sure some people appreciate that, which is why I wish they just gave you the option. Because like their environmental storytelling is great. The clues and everything. Like there are so many ways I could be able to do it without them having to spell it out for me. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it is helpful. Sometimes it just feels like it wasn't necessary. But I'm like seven hours in. Um, I don't know how far I am into it. Mm-hmm. But... It's really fun. Really fun. So, when I'm like kind of bored, of ghosts and stuff like that, and want to play something different, should I put a death loop into the little rotation that I got going right now? I think so. It's not bad. Hey, did you ever play Dishonored? No, I never played it. That's like Bethesda's game, right? Or well, yeah, or, and Arcane Studio. These yeah, no, I never played it because like I, I've always heard those were super awesome, but I never. I was gonna say it plays very similar to that. So if you you don't have a grasp on that, then. I guess that kind of matters. Um, but I think it's really fun. Um, and I, you can like, for the most part I get caught. Cause like when I instance into an area, I just want to do everything. Even though I realized, especially early on when you're collecting clues, a lot of it is like into this area, figure this out now leave. But I'm like, I don't want to leave yet. And so I'll do stuff I don't need to. Or the fun part for me is like realizing, Oh, this is probably where this will happen earlier in the day. Now I know where to go. Or yeah, I find a safe that would have been opened in the morning. So let me come here in the morning. Like it does reward discover like discovering. Um mm-hmm. and so as a whole, the gunplay is really nice too. The my only fault with it is, and this is what I want to talk about, uh, is the AI. So I only came across this because when I was trying to play the other day, it was like servers are down. I couldn't find anywhere where anyone was talking about servers were down. I looked on Twitter. So I was like, I'll check their Reddit. I don't know. I don't know if I was the only one that didn't have servers. I No one talked about anything. So I was like, this is strange. But one of the top posts on the death loop was criticizing the AI. And it hadn't even occurred to me. And the guy brought up a good point. Like, shouldn't... Like, should we be more critical of video game AI? And it didn't ex- exclusively pertain to Deathloop, but most games these days. But that, like, can you generally name the last game where the AI was so drastically different it made an impact? Uh, in, like, what regards? Like, in how they ha- handle you in combat and all that kind of it, stuff? I guess or? it could be anything to you. But like where you were um, like, wow. I you know, I have felt that in Ghost of Tsushima and God of War a little bit, but I mean, those are pretty basic kind of AIs though, over the years. I mean Yeah, but you're right in the sort of the sense. Well, especially that. well, like God of War is pretty more linear, it's a little bit easier, but like in this in a sense like these open world games specifically, like Death Loop. Oh. 
Um, okay. Even Ghosts is kind of guilty of it. Any, like, especially stealthy game, open world game, um, Deathloop, it's like uh, you do something to make noise. Suddenly you see, like, the arrows pop up, up the, above their heads, right? No matter where they are, even if I didn't even yeah. know they were there. And like, oh, they're out on alert right now. And the thing is, like, they aren't bad, but it's they're also just exactly I what mean, you would expect. Well, and, like, uh, Ghost does fall into that. Like, if I am trying to sneak around in a camp or something like that, and I'm clearly, like, in a bush, you know what I mean? And, like, any normal, like, human would see that kind of person. But because I'm in the in the AI's code, I'm in a hidden area, even though I'm bright as day and I had just killed a dude and there's it's a dead body. abusable. Like, yeah, exactly. Know, like, like, even... I can see where this is going, right? Because it's like, like you don't want AI that is just like so realistic. Because then the game can be very boring. Well, that's because, why. But at the but at some point, it's like everyone knows how to abuse every AI in every stealth game at this point. Yeah. Well, oh, I remember watching this really interesting. It's like a documentary about literally this stealth game specifically in AI, and how having the AI more realistic ruin the experience for people because like technically like for instance let's say i am an ai and ghost of tsushima my field of vision is like this right comes out like maybe like 30 degrees well technically my peripheral vision should be like this right practically like parallel or perpendicular to where my head is well when you do that suddenly players get really frustrated because they'll get spotted when they don't think they would or it's really finicky. And so that's why like kind of approaching somebody to the side and the behind them always works in a stealth game because like, yeah, it was one of those things like it's more realistic, but it's not more fun. And so like, that's a whole other thing. But for me, it's like reactive AI. Like in this case, the AI, especially in a game where in death loop, where you can go about things in such different ways and choose to do so many different things. The AI have such simplistic reactions and almost always do the same thing. Like at one part during my playthrough, I accidentally made too much noise and an entire hall of people heard me. Like I didn't even, like I shot my gun and I looked over and I'm like, oh my God, there's like 30 exclamation marks through a door. I'm like, whoops. <laughs> so I run through the hallway and it, you would have thought it was Kill Bill, man. That was a slaughterhouse. Like I just sat there and they just came in one after another. Afterwards, it was just guns and bodies strewn throughout this whole entire hallway. But like not one of those AI thought, hey, 30 of those dudes just died. Maybe we should approach differently. Because like if I have, it was in this mansion specifically where I had like 30 different ways to enter the house. So why doesn't the AI have a couple different ways to try and intervene when i'm doing something rather than just the shortest a to b right Mm -hmm. now obviously that's hard to code and that's why but like i do think one of the next further developments in gaming necessarily isn't graphical and stuff but i really think it's ai and being able to have them react it doesn't necessarily have to be more realistic like so linear like just not so linear but but yeah being able to be just that reactive to a to a situation um and act upon that like i forget the game exactly there was one i remember where like i was in cover i had like two enemies over there one takes cover but then while i'm in cover the other one decides to like flank and i was like whoa that's like 
that's nice. It's pushing me out of my cover. Like it's reacting to what I'm doing. I wish there was more stuff like that. And in a game like this, where it's supposed to be this like pretty immersive game um, that you can really sink into and I don't know, get really immersed, it then kind of just breaks out of it when that same AI reactive to whatever you did, whether yeah. it was stealth, it would be the same thing. Or like I'm trying to be stealthy. Yeah. I'm trying to be stealthy. I make one mistake and now it's all over. Um, yeah. Just stuff like that. Like that. That's And this isn't so much a death loop complaint. It's just AI in general right now. And I think the guy just had a good point. Like, should we be more critical or should we like expect more? Because it's like, we don't really talk about it and it's just expected now. But is like, is that something we as a consumer should be pushing for or are developers looking to even push for it? And I know that I'm not trying to say this is an easy fix. Like, there's a reason AI is tough. Like, how are you supposed to tell something to react to something like that? Like, it's way more complicated than it you would think. Um, but I don't know. It got me thinking about it, and I'm kind of like, well, I'm kind of with them. Like, I would like to well, see. It's like I don't think the last time like a AI or like I responded to AI like, whoa, this is like really different from what I'm normally seeing. And maybe I'm just like weird. The first time I actually remember is probably playing the first Assassin's Creed when you're kind of following and all that kind of stuff. And they would hear you and kind of look around. And that was like the first iteration of that. And now we just see that in gaming every day. You know what I mean? When that first kind of happened, it was like, whoa, like. This is real. Like I could like, was like oh wow. This yeah, is it's crazy. like I could like listen to their conversation and like follow them and yeah, I like I jump into a hay barrel and I'm okay from 20 feet or 20 <laughs> stories. That's how it works. <laughs> and now, I, and that game came out what 2010, 2009 maybe. I don't remember. Um, it's it's very AI really hasn't. Well, and you, my point is, you still see that AI in yeah. 2021, like the exact same AI that I deal with in Ghost of Tsushima. I think I would be equivalent to the people you would see or the AI in the first Assassin's Creed. Yeah. And so like, I don't know, like part of it is just like that. Like some people have experimented with changing how an AI behaves in like the stealth game, like I mentioned, but some of it is at what point does it, is it just so suffocating that it's not fun? And that was a problem. A lot of them realized, but I don't think it has yeah. to necessarily be so black and white like that. Just having them react more naturally. Like, that's why I was saying a death loop. Like, I can immediately pick out who Juliana is, even though she's disguised, because, like, okay, an NPC would never behave like that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, and so, like, that's something you could look out for. But, yeah, like, I think you could make games that are, like, average right now, but if you were to, like, make their AI drastically different and more intelligent, I feel like it can make games so much more interesting. And they don't necessarily just have to be harder, but like just more creative and fun to interact against. Because like when I was shooting those people down the hallway, it wasn't even fun. At one point, I was like, "I want to just got the you got the pattern." Down yeah, like I'm gonna like. go somewhere else to make this different. Just for, like I ended up just killing them all anyway. But it was almost for me too. Like I almost just want to like leave and come back and try and you know take to this. Yeah. Um, just to have it be more interesting, which is, I guess, one thing I do like about Deathloop, though, is like I just said. So in that mansion fight, I can just do the loop again, go back to that mansion, and now I can do it again however I want. 
And on top of that, once I cleared the place out, I looked through everything and that's when I realized, oh, wait a second, I could have entered through here. Oh, next time I should do this instead of that and activate this. And then that, and so like, I think that's one thing Deathloop has going for it is like, yeah, even if the AI are predictable, I can change it up and make it unpredictable in, in kind of that sense. But yeah, I know it just got me thinking and, and making me realize like, yeah, dang. I but you like are right, because I haven't thought about that either. That when like I just kind of came out of realization while I was playing Ghost is the AI just is the same reactive kind of AI that I've played in Black Flag, Assassin's Creed Three. You could even say like Splinter Cell to a certain de- degree back in the day. Um, probably, that was probably most people's first game at like a stealth one. That was just too hard for me as a kid, but I was like way too young um, to understand the the concept of stealth. Uh, <laughs> me and me and my friend tried to play. Was that Rainbow Six Vegas, like the first one? Oh, that's like the super realistic. And we like, couldn't even be the level yeah. ever. It was <laughs> God. I remember that it was so tilting. But I, when you were like, "Hey, when's the last time like an AI like you felt was like, wow, this AI is nuts?" And I was like, "I don't know, probably like when I was thirteen and I played my first Metal Gear Solid." Yeah. <laughs> But like those Metal Gear Solids, they probably react the same way as a game would in 2021. Like, yeah, absolutely. I just... mean, I think Metal Gear Solid was probably Metal Gear Solid and Splinter Cell. The AI from 20 years ago fundamentally doesn't act any differently from the AI of today. So it's like, obviously, that's not to say AI hasn't gone anywhere. Like, we obviously have more robust. AI that has a little more we're you know, oversimplifying to it. Wait, but are we what we're person for artificial intelligence? Do we hear what we're saying? <laughs> like we're like what if Sentient. these like yeah, what if they're all of a sudden they're like they know this AI knows it's a video game and all of a sudden it's like, you know what? It's all the same thing if I do for you. Yeah, drops gamer, their like, guns, like, I'm not yeah, this. I'm not gonna do this. Yeah. Like <laughs> you know what? I don't need to react to shit. Yeah. Fuck you. I don't, I don't yeah. want to kill. But yeah, it's Ryan Reynolds' new movie. Check it out. <laughs> like AI has become more real. Like there's AI does cooler things, but you're right. Like we don't. There's no true reactive AI, or at least it doesn't. There's no AI that has felt like that. And I'm like, sure I, I people would, have tried and are working on it. And I, I would say like the most drastic thing you'd see is like in Ghost, if you like shoot a poison dart at somebody and they start throwing up poison instead of like fighting you, they'll just run away. Like maybe like something like that is like the most drastic thing or changing with AI. Yeah, like it, the, it's sorts of those things. But there, there's like way cooler bells and whistles to AI, but AI is still dumb. It's still the same meat and potatoes. The yeah. sides might be a little fancier, you know. But it's like, okay, like you did this, now the AI is gonna do this. But like only to a certain degree. It's never true, like, oh wow, so you're approaching me, I'm gonna run away. Uh but it could be like this guy's approaching me. <laughs> he doesn't know that I have this super secret shotgun pistol in my back <laughs> pocket. And if he approaches me, I'm gonna take his ass out. Like, no, we don't get that. We get I'm gonna run now because my I'm gonna piss myself if this guy gets too close to me. <laughs> Well, that's, um, I think the thing too is like, you know, it's not, it's not just limited to these stealth games. I think that's just one of the more obvious examples. Um, but like when I'm fighting AI, almost in any game, that's the thing is like, I know before I even do something, if I do this, this is probably how they're going to react. And then after like one or two encounters with this game's AI, I like, I just know what's going to happen though. 
Yep. <laughs> and yeah. so. Yeah. And it's not like the difficulty is any harder because the AI thinks differently. It's only harder because they do more damage or something like that. Yeah, 100%. And so, yeah, I know. Like, we're making it sound like this is a really simple thing. Yeah, There's a reason it, it hasn't evolved as yeah, much yeah, as everything else. Imagine trying to design AI that realistically mimics how humans would respond to a situation. That can't. Yeah, that's. We're asking for a lot. But, but it genuinely feels like that's like the next evolution in gaming. It's not so much the graphics and all that kind of stuff. Like we'll obviously keep making strides, but I, I think it's when we start to see these like systems and these finer details that aren't as you know, sexy, right, to like the average mm. consumer. But I think that could really change. Um. The game, like, for instance, even just, like, a kind of an example, I guess, would be Halo Infinite's bots. Like, I was I was pretty impressed. I was, um, too. They were owning me. And they, like, that's what uh, evidently they were saying was, like, the bots were trying to learn or whatever. So it'd be interesting to see where they could go. But, like, I think that's where we're starting to see improvements. And as far as I can tell, it, it does seem like in order for the AI to improve, it does have to do that... Um, I don't know what the word is, but like the learning, like it has. You think to like league bots people. like work well? No, no. They've, they've always had a trouble with league bots. Like, there's there's not like a league bot that you could go like I want to practice mid lane. Let me go practice against a bot. Like, no, you there would never be a bot that like thinks like you or anything like that or like does the little finicky things a human. I feel like actually trying does. to make a MOBA bot act like a oh, human would be would, even more complicated. That would cause absolute <laughs> hysteria too. <laughs> Like, there are so many... Because in that, too, there are so many micro-decisions at all times. Um, but, like, with League AI, when I first started playing the game, I couldn't beat easy bots. I'm like, dude, this is insane. And then we tried, like, intermediate bots, whatever they are. Like, oh, my God. Now I could literally wipe up the floor with any bot without even trying. Because eventually you with realize... the hardest difficulty one? Mm-hmm. Because eventually you realize it's the same thing. And they have the same programming. If X amount of health, I'm going to do this. If I'm X amount low, I'm going to back. Um, if enemy champion is X low, I'm going to chase regardless. And you can set up traps. Or like, It's very formulaic. And that's yeah. not a bad thing. But like, it's nowhere near trying to play against a human. There's nothing like, oh, I'm I'm low and he thinks he's going to, but I'm going to run. But I baited him. Yeah, like, there's like my other like bot that. friend. No. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting thought. And again, until that post, I hadn't really thought about it. Yeah, um, it does bring up a good point. I really never thought about it either. But yeah, I would like to see whatever that, because I feel like too, over the years, I've heard people talk about like, in this game's advanced AI, but like every time I played it, I was never like, whoa, they're right. This is like next level. Um, I don't know. I don't know if we'll also see such a drastic change as like when you when you two when you played Assassin's Creed and Blue played like Metal Gear where it was like a whoa, like a click. It might just start to be so gradual that it, it's not going to be an overnight thing, but it would certainly be cool if one game came out and you're just like this is it. Like this is the next level. Yeah. Because like I feel like AI like in sport games really suck, and you can definitely like figure out how they think too, and how they play. 
But like, yeah, that's the thing is how do you get them, like Blue said, to think like a human? To like, it's not easy. And it's, you yeah. can't really do just like if then statements, you know? Well, see, because it's like, when you say like oh advanced ai and then like i know what's going to happen when like because the most recent example of this where they were just like oh yeah we really want this to mimic how you play as a player is the is destiny's witch queen thing they're like oh, yeah the, the hive guardians they're like yeah you're gonna we oh, yeah, you're yeah gonna it really is true like you're gonna really feel like you're playing against a, like another guardian yeah and hive i'm just guardians. like and i'm just like no, we are. Right, so it's just, just going to be like a normal. Supers. They're just going to throw some supers. Like it's going to be the same shit I've played the past couple. Of, like it's not, I, I'm not expecting anything groundbreaking from these guys. They're going to be cool, but it's just, it's like that that dev speak where it's like, yeah, advanced AI. We really want them to. Fi- it's going to be totally different than anything you've ever played. And that it's like buzzwords. Okay, so it's not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's so the problem too. Is like me. we're just so used to that too. Like. And it's gonna, you're, and it's like, like that's a good point. Like I'll wait for Witch Queen, and I, I might be like, whoa, they're throwing supers. Okay, <laughs> like, but like we're gonna be like, yo, that AI. Woo. Like while I'm in my cheese spot, like you know, like, like if I would love to be actually proven wrong, and I'm like, whoa. But I feel like the other thing too is the first time I fight them, I might be like, whoa, and then the second time I fight them, now I know exactly how you're gonna behave. Yeah. And so I think that's the difference is was like genuinely, even if it they make stupid decisions, whatever, but like generally every time I go to fight this thing, it's never like, you know, ex- like if A then B or like I know exactly how this is going to play out. Even if they make a dumb play and they're weak and then they push out, but I'm like, whoa, I did not expect that. So like, I don't know, again, I can't solve that problem. I can tell you that much and good luck to whoever tries, but I'd love to see that. Uh, speaking of uh, Destiny, should we talk about the Dream Team's return? And Mr. Fruit, your, I would say almost your return of love for Destiny. Or not love, but fun. Well, I've always loved the game. It's like... Um, the game just hasn't always loved him back. Yeah. yeah. Well, And it's <laughs> always... Uh, you, I'm always fond of it. Well, that's just the thing, too. It's like... Like, you know, I'll relate to like being like an introvert, you know? With friends. Um... You know, I could have a really good friend and we spend a lot of time together. But then things happen, life happens, or whatever, we get busy. I don't even talk to him for like five months, you know? But then I hit him up one day and it's right back to where we were. And I never stopped loving them as a friend. Yeah, I never stopped loving like you, bitch. Yeah. But like, that never changed. It's just at that moment, we weren't able to hang out or for whatever reason we didn't. And then we just come right back and it's like nothing ever changed. That's how it related, and uh, yeah, well, I yeah, kind of told like a really healthy relationship. <laughs> yeah, now Blue, how would you describe your relationship with this? I fucking hate this <laughs> shit <laughs> game. I don't know why I play it. I can't wait to not play this game. Mm. Okay, it's so funny because like I, when that. I think when I think about Final Fantasy, I'm just like, see, th- that's how I see Final Fantasy, right? It's like I'm not always gonna have stuff to play with you, and that's okay. Because, like, I know when I come back, I'll have stuff to play, and it's going to feel great. Like, that's how I feel about Final Fantasy. Like, I feel like I'm respected, and we love each other. <laughs> Destiny, on the other hand... It's reciprocated. ...is, like, my abusive ex or something. And it's like, I hate it here. 
This place sucks, oh, no. but the sex is sometimes good. Is that what it is? Go, yeah, there but you go, it's kinky, you know. But it is pretty kinky sometimes. Like it does. <laughs> that's destiny. Yeah, you know. I sometimes you like to be me. You know. Yeah, they could be that. I'm not. I love it. it. I'll yeah, always let's love just Destiny, stop right there. <laughs> but I hate it too. No one, no one hates Destiny more than the people who love it, and that's where I'm at right now. It's true. Yeah. Well, that's what we always talk about when we complained, or like, well, it, not even so much complaining, but like just bringing up criticisms. Like, I think it's even more valid. Like, and we talked about this that like when our opinions matter even if we're not currently playing the game because of that reason that we played the game for so long that we like the game and we want to see the game be good. Now, obviously everyone has different opinions. So I'm not saying like my idea for destiny is better than anyone else's. I don't even know what I want the game to be. Yeah. But I think we're, I think we're spiraling. Um, yeah. Point is yeah. Uh, back to playing destiny and you know, what? I'm having fun. And, that's what the, and hey, dude, that's what game is meant. You know, that's what it's for. And I'm going to grind it. And, you know, it might not last. Like, I doubt it'll last through October. Yeah, least. October, Come November. Because like, then two oh, new game releases. Battlefield, yeah, Battlefield got delayed, by the way. Battlefield got delayed in November, yeah. Um, November 19th. It's the, the hey, same I day. Like say, I would just like to say the same day. The same day as uh, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl. Oh, and, the, and Shadowbringer? And Endwalker. And, yeah, Endwalker. The Endwalker early. Shadowbringer was the last expansion before that, Mr. Fruit. Y'all gotta stop fair, putting though, shit on November 19th. Stop I was gonna it. say, to be fair though, their marketing department, they're like, how much cross pollination is there between Battlefield players and Endwalker? Oh, 100%. And Pokemon? Yeah, like, 100%. Yeah, they're like, for most And I just happen to be it. the one player who's cross pollinated <laughs> yeah. by all three of You're them. You're in the middle of that Venn diagram. Like that's oh, this mean. is the Pokemon. Three ways. This guy plays Pokemon. Oh, he also likes modern military shooters. Oh, he also he also likes MMOs. Well, fuck that guy. <laughs> well, Which he's he's gonna first. have a rough one. Um, <laughs> yeah, between that and then like Halo, um, I'm gonna Halo's s- not coming out this year, is it? December. It's supposed okay. to be December eighth, I think, or something like that. Um, With no forge. I don't think there's any way. They delay it again, because I think they're set on hitting the holiday sales. If they delay it one more time, like that's going to be a bigger meme than Cyberpunk. And like, I don't even know the Cyberpunk it, yellow block of text. Uh, I didn't even read it. I knew what it meant. Yeah, you're just like, <laughs> oh boy. Um, I I just think that like at this point they're like the game's going to release. How the game's going to release? We need to get it before holidays. Like that's the thing with Battlefield too, they delayed it, but still enough to hit that holiday season. Like, and that might not have been a long enough delay, but it's a little like patch, patch fix. But also, we need to hit the holiday sales. Like, this is just yeah. too big for so many people that. Like, I'd be shocked if they're it like, is, "Hey, we're yeah. gonna move this to like early February." I'm like, "Wow, that's telling." It made me feel better, wow. but. Um, I just don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah, that uh, Call of Duty Vanguard, um, which ironically, like, I'm down to play multiplayer, but uh, I kind of put it in my description. I don't know if I talked about it much in the video, but I think we're like, we're. It feels like we're nearing the death of regular arena shooters, or like, just 
like six v six multiplayer shooters. Like it's, it's only lo- battle royales now. Like yeah, that kind of thing. like the attention, or at, at the very least online, um, the interest in that stuff is just nothing compared to like ten years ago. Is everything the battle royales taken over? Now that's what people like, and nobody's as interested. I mean, to be fair, Halo always had a problem. There was never huge interest in watching Halo multiplayer. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what Infinite looks like. Um, Call of Duty multiplayer has just fallen year to year, especially now that Warzone is a thing. Um, Destiny PvP, of course. Well, we all know. Um, and then you also just don't see many shooters like that coming out. Um, Pardon your regularly scheduled podcast listening for this short ad break. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. I think it's less. I think it's less the sh- that type of game is dying. I think it's more people are just less and less interested in what could be a hub game with that mode, right? Because less and less people are interested in just buying the new installment and are more interested in having something that uh, shares the space with something you or is the space that has a bunch of things to do. I think that's what right? Destiny like, does well. Yeah. yeah, Destiny does that well. It's a it's a it's a space has a bunch of different like dumb things for you to do. Every MMO has always done that. Um even even Call of Duty has started doing that where you have uh they they're trying and it's really clunky where you have modern warfare, but it's not just modern warfare like it's the entire suite of Call of Duty games. It's like Oh, boot up the launcher. All right, here's Black Ops. Uh, here's Warzone. Uh, Zombies. Here's Modern Zombies. Warfare. So I think that's where I... I think just having a game that is designed around one type of gameplay definitely doesn't cut it anymore. Like, you have to have just a big variety of things for people to do in your game. Unless it's a battle round. Unless it's a yeah. BR... But even then, like Fortnite really tries to branch out, do different game modes. They did the the total absolute Among Us ripoff. <laughs> like people want to do everything if they love your game. Like they're just like, I just want to, I just want to, I, I want to live in your game. Yeah, I feel like that's the weird, the interesting part we're in. It's like used to games were fine. In fact, usually encourage you to just like, hey, play this. Okay, you're done with it. Like go play some others. But now every game's like stay yeah we don't want you going anywhere um i mean that's the same thing with like youtube and any social media platform the algorithms they all want you to because at this point You're we've never, never had team videos are here to stay <laughs> is what we're getting at we've never had so many things vying for our attention before yeah or rather so many people vying for ours and so people are trying to corner that because there's more options than ever um so people are trying to find ways to make you stay there uh, and like it makes sense with Fortnite and stuff, but I wonder if it's a thing, like a trend, like maybe 
fast forward 10 years. Maybe battle royales are now out of trend and regular arena shooters are back. I don't know. But like right now, it's weird to see that like, because that's like where my love of gaming aside from like Pokemon and stuff really started was the normal multiplayer shooters. But it just feels like year after year, the interest and available games for it kind of just fall out of favor. I hate to say it, dude. It's probably going to be like something VR related. Like something that is just yeah. going to be... <laughs> yeah. It's probably going to be something VR, VR gets like more, more advanced. I'm just going to have to be chugging Dramamine, man. Just dude, like, 10 oh. years from now? Holy crap. Oh my god. You're going to have like the Fortnite VR where people are just in their living rooms being VR fucking Hatsune Miku's <laughs> in whatever Fortnite comes out in 10 years. Okay, we'll see. Counterpoint. I saw this picture on Reddit. It was like Sega Genesis and 15 years later in gaming, it was like PS3 or whatever. And it showed like some Sega Genesis graphics and then like it jumped to like Skyrim. And then it showed PS3 15 years later to the uh, PS5. And it was Skyrim. 15 years later, Skyrim. <laughs> like, I think yeah. we, we've all, like, technology's kind of exponential, but I also think, like, like the, the jumps in, in gaming we saw before, like, just aren't possible anymore. Like, jumping from eight pixels to 16. I mean, like, 16, graphically. And then, yeah. But, but, but if we're talking, like, from a peripheral standpoint, like, cloud gaming is only going to become, I, I think it's going to be less graphical and more how we play because i mean we're already seeing that in just every different medium like even how we play that's the biggest thing that is changing as we get go from generation to generation like what we're talking about right now it's like how how do you keep people engaged it's like just make your just make your game like a gigantic hub yeah and that's just one of the examples of like people targeting how we play games wasn't that what Epic Games is working on whatever that metaverse or whatever. It's yeah, like exactly. their Ready Player One or almost whatever. Um, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. Um, totally just had a brain fart. Oh, well, I think specifically too, like technology, like we're not gonna like step into VR until it becomes cheaper and more like um, yeah. available. Because right now, like, we're starting to peter into, like, some more accessible VR. Um, and I'm not sold on if that's going to, like, I think someone had a good idea. Like, I don't think VR is the future, but I think AR is the future. Augmented reality. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I agree with you. No matter what, there's going to be some technological step that isn't just graphics anymore. I do think it's going to be s- some sort of next step. We just don't know what that is yet. And the I feel like, too, whatever that next step is, the less hardware you need to experience it or the <laughs> yeah. price of entry, the more it's going to catch on. So I was just thinking the other day because I was on my on my keyboard doing my rotation Final Fantasy. But working on my, you know how working on my next... We're going to my next rank one parse. You know what I mean? Another Tuesday. Catch him out there. Yeah. Tobleron, Tobler, I'm thinking how he's going to shake up the parse world. Watch my favorite streamer, Rin Karagani. Oh, okay. You know, you know, craft some theory craft some, some gunbreaker rotations. And then I was like, man, you know, it'd be so sick if I could just hook my brain into this game and do my rotations with my brain. 
instead of clicking buttons. And then I was like, one, like shadow that's boxing. incredibly... Yeah, that's a super dangerous, like, I am robot thought. Yeah. You know? But you like at the same it, time, Ayo? I was like, imagine how sick it would be if your brain was the peripheral. Be scary. Would it be would scary, be terrifying, but... but man, would it be comfortable to do my rotation. I mean, <laughs> that... <laughs> Like this, I just want to be able to do my rotations, man. I just um, imagine you just like, <laughs> yeah. like um, yeah, exactly. I wouldn't have to do anything physical; I just with my mind do my rotation perfectly. Well, I think that was kind of the idea, but um, can't remember the name of it. Uh, st- whatever uh, Elon was doing with the, it's like not Starlink, uh, something they want to do a chip in your brain. I can't remember what the fudge it was called. Um, but it was that was kind of like a similar thing. Like it wasn't going to be the end all be all, but it would be something that, like for instance, would help you connect to like your phone. And um, no, thank you. Well, so it's like it's not like it's now like like everything's in your brain. You're a massive like supercomputer, but kind of same thing. It would help you interact and almost yeah, like thin that line between having to interact with the technology and receive the information that kind of stuff um i mean that's what we see a lot with like the futuristic um entertainment whether it's like tv shows books like that's kind of what they're alluding to is it's less you know physical things and more you're putting on something to hook your brain up to whatever and then that is now the peripheral or whatever so I don't think so it's that far fetched, but it's scary to think about. Terrifying, but damn, would I be optimal? But but where do I sign up, man? That'd be so messed up too, because like people spend their entire lives like getting good at the hand eye coordination of a peripheral, and then one Psych. day it's just like, all right, who has the optimal brain waves to be good at an FPS? Honestly, it's just like all that. genetic. I'm lost, down for that. I've lost my hand eyes, man. I tell you what. I was talking to my friend Kevin today, actually. About I mean, that. you I never like, had eyes. <laughs> okay. Oh, <laughs> you're not wrong. Um, it's like the older I get, and I'm only 27, but like as I get older, the more likely when I'm sitting there in my free time, like I'm like, I want to boot up a card game, or like T- <laughs> TFT, or like <clears throat> like something that's not mechanically intensive. I agree. And like. The skill gap, because it's like, I'm just, I can't I, even. I'm like that with I'm single players. Now. I'm like that with streaming. Like, I was like streaming and I was like, man, I really liked like my single player playthrough. I just, I was like, I'm going to do another one. Yeah. Like, I'm like, you I know enjoy what? single player games more. Yeah. I think it's just like. Yeah. And that's what like, I'm yeah. learning about my stream. It's like, you know what? I don't have to play Warzone every day. It's like, I need to do what I'm actually wanting to play. And it was like, after Ghost and God of War, it's like, I'm probably going to play another one, like, or something. And like I still like to play the other games, but like that's the thing is like I would I never used to have that urge or whatever. Yeah. Like yeah, I'm I'm grinding I'm grinding prestigious again, baby. Let's go all yeah, day every was- day, you know. Like, and now it's like I just want to play some TFT, you know, build some things. Like the most mechanically intensive thing is rerolling my shop, you know. Like that's that's all I got to do. Um, yeah. See, it's just interesting. Though. A little bit of thinking. Because I'm telling, I just can't I mean, keep up with the Zoomers. I feel like I've gotten to a point where I'm just like, 
I picked up Final Fantasy super quick and I was like, oh, I'm getting rank one parses and like, holy crap, like I'm you're a gamer, like top 10 tanks, like worldwide. Like I could really do this. Like I could really be good at this game. And I'm just like, why am I good at this game? And it's just like. Well, I have crippling ADHD and uh, and uh, incredibly repetitious uh mastery of things like tendencies uh, is what my brain likes so it's like okay this game was made for me like i'm really good at it and then like i go to destiny and i'm just like wow this is a lot of hand-eye coordination i hate this <laughs> i used to be I'm good really at this bad. <laughs> what yeah that's I'm why I, I just keep having these like midlife gaming crisis dude i'm like playing these shooters like man i swear to god like five years ago i'm winning that battle. <laughs> yeah yeah, I would be. I would still be in a mid. Final Fantasy helped me get out of a midlife gaming crisis because I was just like, dude, like I think I could be good yeah. at this game probably at any age. Like I could be like really, I could probably be like one of the best at this game at any age. And then like I go to like a hand-eye coordination game. I'm just like, normally I would have been like, what am I doing with my life? I wasted my entire life. I'm I'm just terror. I'm dog shit at games. <laughs> but now I'm like, hey, you know what? I might be bad at this, but there's other games I'm good at. That's right. Yeah, I think just pl- streaming single player games has just made me skip over that midlife gaming crisis and just accept it rather than fight it. Well, you know what? We okay, might not be the- great at video games, but you know what we do have personalities that make us money. Let's go. <laughs> hey. I yeah. do think well, just to end oh, the note, I do think the uh the thing too that spurred on my midlife gaming crisis even faster was every game introducing skill-based matchmaking, um, which is fine. But what ended up happening was I would go from pub stomping a whole bunch to being like, I'm good at this to now like every game I'm fighting for 1.0. And it's like, am I good anymore? Am I losing a stat? I was playing destiny two yesterday. I was trying to just get like the three crucible matches done. First game I went uh, 35 and one. Uh, I should have gotten like <laughs> yeah. I, I got a we ran out of metals. Uh, I should have gotten unbroken, but the dude had sword ammo around the corner. Like I was so pissed, and I was like, and then the game's like, whoa, buddy, you're yeah, not in next the right game. Bracket. <laughs> yeah, next game, I was fighting from a life, but like that also made me realize, like, okay, I do also have to realize skill based matchmaking is a thing. There are people out there that I'm better than. I think I'm above average. It's just so hard to see that when you're like. In the I mean, thick that's, of it. you're very have, oh god like you're very above average like if if pretty much anyone who is worried about how good they're doing is probably already better than most of the player base right whereas i'm yeah, just trying like, to get through the game whereas you're just like <laughs> hey like i want to yeah like <laughs> like there's a difference right where it's like there's people who are like, I'm trying to get through the game. Like, fuck yeah, skill-based matchmaking. The less I have to deal with, the better. But then you have people like Fru who are like, am I good? The <laughs> fact you're worried means you're better than most people. But that's not who the game... That's not, that's not what brings in the numbers. The numbers is like people like Rob where it's like, fuck yeah. I don't give a shit about this. Let's just get the shit out of the way. Let's go. And yeah. like, I really... I have changed. Like, I think skill-based matchmaking is fine. And if it's here to stay, that's totally fine with me, because it it helps more than it hurts. The the like, if it didn't work, they wouldn't keep doing it. Um, Very true. But it just made that harder. Like that's why I think I like to play ranked on like everything I play because at the very least, it's always showing me where I am. Like 
I have a like, oh, I'm struggling. Okay, but I'm in diamond. You know, like that makes sense. Whereas, like, if I'm in bronze and I was struggling, then I'd be like, what's wrong with me? You know. Whereas, like, when I go to do it, like, it, for instance, Destiny, if unless it's Crucible which, or um, competitive, which even then your rating doesn't decide where you get matched. Um, like that game, I fight for my life for 1.0, but I have no idea. Like, was it me? Was it the enemy? Was I getting matched well, with? Where am I at? I don't know. And it's like, even in comp, right? Even comp has skill-based matchmaking. Well, that's why so like, the video of us playing that today is live. Or, yeah, I think went live an hour ago. Where we were all at zero points in competitive. And that was that first game I think we lost, like, 4 And, like, zero points in comp, by the way. Like, that's not... Like, the number's there, but that's not how you get matched. Yeah, the just because you are at zero points doesn't like it still takes into account like it's not an actual ranking. It's just like, hey, yeah. here's comp. Uh, you have to get to like a certain rank, but it's like this rank actually does only has a part of how you get matched with someone. Whereas like actual ranking systems, like oh, you're gonna play other people in this rank. Yeah. And so that's kind of what makes it confusing. But yeah, I think that's why I like to play ranked so much is like it, it it's like comforting. I have something to work with. I like to improve and also I know where I stack up. Like like in league. Yeah, I'm hard set gold. But at least I know where I am. I'm gold and that's yeah, still like exactly. that's still I'm- a top 30% and you know what? I'll take it. I'll oh, copium. Yeah. Copium. 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 Yeah. Top 30%. But hey, y- you know, it's, it is what it is. Um, do you guys want to move on to Q and a? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have our first question from Farnelli asks, have any of you guys tried the deck building rogue light slash like, I'm still confused by the difference. I think we all are other than Mr. Fruit. Okay. Yeah. Let me uh, just real quick. Rogue like <laughs> with a K is when you restart, you, it's literally the exact same every single time. You don't bring anything with you that changes the run. Like, no, this run, now you get to keep this weapon. Or this run, you get plus five damage. This run, you get a relic. Yeah, like literally, you could have a hundred hours in the game and you do a new run and it's the the exact same as the first time you played. Whereas a roguelite is, you get to bring stuff with you. Okay. Uh... Have you guys played Monster Train? The gameplay is a lot like Slay the Spire, but it has a banger soundtrack. I have not. I have, I have not. like 40 or 50 hours on it, yeah. What? Is it sick? Yeah. <gasps> it, should it was I, like, should I download it? Yeah, I think so. It was like a little over a year ago, I think, when I was playing it. I was just grinding. And I was like late on videos, too, because I just wouldn't stop grinding it. It's, um, yeah, it's kind of like Slay the Spire, but it, ha- it has a really interesting like hook. And like once you feel like you kind of understand it, because it took me a while before I was like even winning runs. But then once you feel like you kind of understand the strategies, it gets really fun. What's it called? Monster the Train. Monster Train. Yeah, All right, sick. I'm gonna download it. Um, Ronan asks, "What gets you through your day more often, motivation or discipline? Do you prefer one or the other?" My Charizard card, and, my shiny and silvery. Uh, Max Charizard and Silverly. When my day gets tough, I look at them in the light and I say, "Ooh, shiny card that's worth hundreds sparkle, of dollars." Sparkle. Mm. 
Um, yeah, it's a good question. I think motivation's a trap. Like motivation's a big trap. Like it doesn't really exist, and then people get upset when it's not there or wonder how they're able to do it without it. Like really, it's just discipline. Yeah. Um, and so like, yeah, like don't blame yourself if motivation isn't there. Cause I don't really think that inherently exists. Uh, don't fall for, don't fall for like society's, I'm going to get super deep here. Don't fall for society's like monetization of motivation. Like life's MTS. Yeah, not everyone. Yeah. But yeah, people are like trying to turn motivation into like life's microtransactions. It's like, no dude, like not everyone's always motivated. The, and not everyone is always doing something that they are like, I'm having a great time right now. It's like, no, it doesn't like we as humans. Yeah. Like I'm here recording this podcast. <laughs> well, I mean like this no, is just, dope, yeah, yeah, but, like, just no, just but like, like, okay. Motivated to like, I was motivated. Okay. I'm going to cut my sleep short. I was motivated to, I wouldn't say I was motivated to, but I was like, yeah, we're going to do the podcast. It'd be great. But like all like the other backdoor stuff, like no one's motivated to. Like, I'm not motivated to do my taxes for the like all the, how complicated it gets because of this podcast. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> like all the minor things. Like I'm not. It's like yeah, yeah, rise or grind. Fuck yeah, do those taxes, bitch. Woo! It's like no, dude, I'm not gonna get motivated for that shit. I'm gonna be depressed as fuck, and I'm gonna wallow in it. <laughs> but yeah. you got to do it. But I got to do it. And I think the trap is when people are like waiting on motivation because more often than not it may never come so if you're never going to do something especially something you you like think you want to do but you're like i gotta wait till i'm motivated mm-hmm. you might be waiting a while well, if you trap well, yourself right. now yeah you never gonna i do think it. i have a really good example of it i think i'm motivated to peloton right now but i'm not disciplined in the sense of the days where i don't feel like pelotoning i don't but on those days when I, if I was disciplined with it, I would just be like, I have to do it. Like you, you have to go do this. Yeah. And I just don't think I'm at that point. Like you don't always have to be motivated to do something just because it's good for you. Or you know like, what that question just disciplined me to do it. Peloton after this. That's oh, right. Shit. Go get it. Cause yeah, I'm not motivated. I'm disciplined. Yeah, Discipline way more valuable than motivation any day of the week. Um, a large dad asks, yo, when are we getting a recipe and cooking tutorial for Mr. Fruits protein French toast? All right, let me hit you with it. You go to Google and you search anabolic French toast recipe. I think I clicked like the second link. Not my own creation. I certainly couldn't do it. It's literally mine's a little bit different just because I bulk. I like when I make it, I make it for like six days, but literally I take a carton of egg whites. Go, 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 empty it. Cinnamon. I take cinnamon. I shake it once for each slice of bread. And with the bread I use, it takes 12 slices. So 12 shakes. Like five things of uh, sweetener. A couple uh, lidfuls of vanilla extract. Like four or five. You whisk it together. And you dunk the toast. You throw it in the oven. Uh... 13 minutes at 400 degrees. Done. So whatever that works for you. But that's just... And that lasts like six days in the fridge? Yeah. Um, I love how you were like, here's my recipe. Just Google it. And then you actually go over your recipe. Well, but see, like, that's it. Like, I couldn't give you specifics. I have no idea. Like, I've just figured out. But I will say the one thing is find bread that is, uh, like, bigger and more absorbent. 
Um, so like, don't get Sponge your normal bread. like sandwich bread, because like you could make like twenty four slices, and it just doesn't work. Um, specifically, I use like a uh, country oat or something white bread. Um, but usually it's like you can also look at the calorie information. Sandwich bread's like seventy calories a slice. Look for ones like one forty to one fifty. Uh, that way you have to eat less, and it absorbs more. Um, Classy says, "Who, uh, who's some of your goats in the sports that you follow?" Tim um, Duncan, baby. I, mean, I guess Tom Brady, but like that's like everybody follows that sport. Like I don't well, follow I Quidditch, like or something like you know, like a Harry Potter. Yeah, I guess I don't have a goat right now, but like if I had a goat, uh, Tim Duncan, baby, that's cool. Um, yeah, right now I guess football would be Aaron Rodgers. Um. League would be, uh, it's always been Faker, but uh, Bjergsen. Faker! Um, which Bjergsen apparently might come out of retirement. Hype. Uh, yeah, they need him. Uh, Valorant, Tens. Um, CS? Uh, Shroud. That's the only one I know. <laughs> Even oh, though he's X. Yeah, he, <laughs> he Leo. Oh, yeah. I'm actually uh, a tweaker. Um, hey, bro, that's not good. Hey, and I mango down. <laughs> hey, yo, you need to. Well, yeah, melee's. Hey, yo, see, like, that's ultimate. Melee. I don't know. Melee? I don't think I have Don't say good. hungry. I, I, I love Leffen in Melee like just because he brings the drama. Yeah, I'm sad he hasn't Do been you think Armada would still run it in Melee? Probably. Uh, probably. Yeah, he he like kind of quit. He's like, I gotta give you other guys some chances. Although I would be interested to see how he plays, because Zane wasn't really, because Zane's kind of like number one now almost. Um, yeah. But he wasn't really playing when Armada quit. So it'd be interesting to see them at their peaks. But I, I don't know the Peach Marth matchup. I feel like that might be in. Actually, no, it might be in Marth's favor. I don't know. That's irrelevant. Uh yeah, I just have a whole bunch of different esports. Um, any fighting game that isn't uh, Smash, I'm a normie. Uh, Go Sonic Fox, because I know his name. Go Sonic Fox! That's right. Um, yeah. Um, the Mythical T, uh, is there a game that you really love even though you haven't really played it yourself? For example, I haven't played it myself, but I really love Azora's Wrath. I don't know how that's possible. Wait, what? Yeah, they love oh, a game, like you, but they haven't like you, played like, it. Like you've probably like watched um, playthroughs on YouTube or something, or I could see where the yeah. Uh no. Final uh, Fantasy Seven. The original. I never played it, but I always watched my older brother did. And I have uh, like memories yeah, of that. I, mean, I can't really think of one, honestly. Um uh, Crystal asks, question for Rob. Since the final of America's Got Talent happened this past week, who were you rooting for to take home the money? Me personally, I love the aerialist, but of course he was the runner-up. Uh, me and Cindy root for Jimmy, and he didn't fucking... He didn't even get top five. Bullshit. Crime. I'm sick of Rob. these shows. I'm sick Rob. of these shows, dude. Jimmy was incredible. Well, whoever and, won, what, and was some their, dude this, what was their talent? He was like a mentalist guy who would be like, all right, judges, like look at these pictures. And let me – well, and it was like, all right, guys, so I want you to all write um, something you guys would do that is charitable. 
I sleep. And I so sleep. everybody was like, so he like they all like write something they do terrible to the audience and they throw it at the judges. And the judges like pick it up and they read it. And like one that Simon picks up is like, I would give my cool clothes to like a kid. And the guy's like, oh, that's super cool. Um, all right, Terry, in this balloon is uh, something that I wrote before the show. And like he pops it and then it's like, oh my God, Terry reveals that. It says like, I donate, I donate cool clothes to like a, a kid in need. Theory. Yeah. And then like these confetti explodes and all the confetti <laughs> says is give. And the guy the entire time is like, Make sure you guys give and like yes, the message is right and stuff. But you can clearly tell he's, he's just playing, doing it to play it out. Yeah, he's just playing the field, going like with with giveness and kindness, you can do it. And like the trick was like nothing. Like the trick was like Simon had somebody said he was gonna donate clothes. I wrote before the show I was gonna donate clothes. Confetti explodes and it says give. That was it. And there was this incredible singer named Jimmy who was great. And this little girl named, I think, Victory. She was a great little opera singer. And neither of them, like, got in the time. It was unbelievable. Yeah. I'm living. So, and I didn't even watch yeah. it. So I'm, 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 ba- I'm, I'm boycotting America's Got Talent until next season. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My man. Hey, you got to stand uh, for something, right? Um, the counselor says for Blue, what are Fruit and Rob's best and worst qualities? For Rob, what are Fruit and Blue's best and worst qualities? Uh, for Fruit, what are Blue and Rob's best and worst qualities? Also, Fruit, I think this is my moment song is from Human by Rag and Bone Man. Probably not. Oh, okay. We'll go I think I've made one. up this song. I straight up, I just, it doesn't exist. This is my moment. Uh, that's Rebecca Black. I swear it is. This is my yeah, moment. Uh, ba, da, ba, da. See, uh, no, see, you've, you've this one, this one, this one, the greatest <laughs> showman. It was a limited. They only showed it in my theater that one time to mess with me, and then they no. they took it out from everywhere else. And so everyone's like, "Bro, you're." But that's why Claire also thinks because we. That, Black, that's why I'm saying. <laughs> um. Okay, start with the worst and then do best. So I would say fruits and blues' worst quality is that they're too hard on themselves. <laughs> I know that is like kind of a oh, cop out answer, yeah. but uh, they do very expect a lot out of themselves. Um, and if they don't reach those really, really unreal—not unrealistic, but very hard goals to reach—that they are, they know that they're capable of reaching. And if they don't, they hold it against themselves. And that's like actually legit. I don't. That's not like an interview. Like, oh, I, I think I'm too hard of a worker. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just don't know when to quit. You know, yeah. I just love working too much. Um, it's easy to, to come first? up with good things, but not okay. bad things. Okay, well, I'll go real first. You can think of something shitty about us. Fruits worst quality. He's too self-deprecative sometimes. Like we were doing trials, and like I was so he'll sad. just like remind himself of like how dog shit we are. Well, I care like, so much. Like, so I'm like, fruit, you can't be doing this to yours. This is really not healthy. This, I so know that's fruit's worst, worst quality is that he thinks <laughs> he think he. I think it's probably the same what Rob said. You're 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 lofty heights, and then you remind yourself yeah, exactly. of these lofty heights you can't reach. Yeah. Because you well, have reached these lofty heights be. before. Yeah, you can reach. It's just yeah. at the current moment you're not reaching, but that's okay. And fruit's best quality. Wait, Rob, you didn't tell us our best qualities. 
Um, I would say Blue's best quality is empathy. I think Blue has taught me a lot of in terms of like when I talk to him and he gives me and like I can confide in him and he'll tell me nice things and he can like really relate to that and or relate to how I'm feeling and stuff. And I like that about Blue. And I feel like with Christian, I feel like the uh, same thing with Christian. I feel like I can, even if it is a disappointing thing or a good thing or something I'm happy about or something I'm upset at myself about, I feel like no matter what, I think the first person I tell even before I tell my parents is Mr. Fruit. And I feel like the fact that I can be open with him about anything is his best quality because I know I'm not going to receive any sort of judgment. I'm instead going to receive advice and something that is puts me in the correct direction, I feel like. And that's almost like kind of what I said in my best man speech. Maybe one day you guys will see that. Yeah. Unearth it. I actually don't know where it is. Clear eyes all over that so, so I actually don't know where it is. So Rob's worst quality is when he's mad at you, he will absolutely passive-aggressively treat you like shit. <laughs> I mean, I am pretty petty. I will Okay, that. yeah. You should have been at the Rob's wedding, worst man. Quality, Rob's worst quality is that he's petty. There you yeah, go. Yeah, I'm very petty. He <laughs> is so everyone, but he knows it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm yeah. very petty. Speaking I, of the wedding, he, when would I had to keep being like oh, that yeah. person sprayed him, and then he would just keep making <laughs> passive aggressive, really loud, like, "Man, I can't." Like, wow. <laughs> also funny, like also everybody, it gets people going. You know, everybody. There's only the that. guys. So I was like, "Bro, you gotta stop." <laughs> everybody was loving it. The crowd <laughs> was cooking. Rob's best quality. He's everyone's hype man. It's hard not to be. It's hard not to be hype around Rob. Raise the roof. It's true. Uh, Blue's worst quality is his um, need for perfection. Okay, chill, bro. <laughs> um, you've always had that problem, and I think that's why what's always, and you've talked about it, always uh, hurts you when you try and make content and stuff. It's like good or great isn't good enough. doesn't get past the editing floor because the editor, you, yeah. is yeah, you literally it's- like make it you want a thing you can't even attain yourself. You want the five star story, the yeah. one that you go undercover and like, you bring like a down 4. a point nine rating. Uh, uh-uh. it's gotta be five. And so, um, yeah. So you just gotta ease up a little bit. Um, Rob's worst quality is um beating himself up too much, though. When you do make a mistake, like he thinks that. You know, making one mistake and it's like that's it. But it is. It's over. We're all figuring it out, I, and we all make mistakes. Um, so you also gotta be easier on yourself. Um, Blue, I would say his one of his best aspects among many is uh, the ability to just like have fun with him. Just like your laughter alone can make anyone like just. Well, the first thing said about you. Yeah, like it's infectious, and then I get going. Um, that's why like the soul walk was so much fun. Yeah, most people are like, "What the fuck are you guys talking about?" But it was just hilarious because I'm just talking to you. Um, and then Rob's best um, trait is he's a he's a true ride or die. He'll uh, he'll always be there when you need him. It's like you you sound the the Rob or you light the Rob torch you know in the sky. He's like, like Batman. Lord of the Rings. Or yeah, yeah, the the braziers, and uh, he's always there. Even the de- we just lit the destiny ones. Mister Free <laughs> yeah. was like, "It's been a while since we dusted this one off." Rob did like, 
all right. And but he still came. And I, I looked in the distance. I was like, oh, no, yeah, that like, can't. <laughs> Is I that? Ah, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, babe, I'll be back. I got- yeah. Here we go. Well, I said that. I was like, uh, going to war. Like, oh, what are you? She was she like, oh, what are you streaming this morning? I was like, Destiny. She's like, why? <laughs> like that was like that's literally what she said. Was funny. Um, Sargon asks, "Hey guys, I'm not sure if you guys have gotten this question before." What is your guys' favorite Pokemon game? Mine is uh, Black and White 2, and was that oh. really the game that got me into Pokemon? Uh, Heart Gold is always my go-to. That's the one that like I really played. I got like a Game Shark for it and was making shiny Pokemon in it and all that kind of stuff. Oh, he was running the market, dude. Mm-hmm. I feel sick. like Nostalgia Crystal, my most played ever Emerald, but then like the most solid game, I think, has to be like hard gold and soul silver. I just feel like like they didn't miss with that one. They really didn't. They hit. I, I probably the one I put the most time into. Ironically, would probably be Sword and Shield. But that's just because they designed so much of the game for you to be able to play over and over. Which is nice. They should do that more. Which is pretty nice. The raids alone. It's nice to have, have an in game. You know. But as far as my favorite. Um, it would. I, I I can't really pick. It's definitely between Heart Gold, Soul Silver, and Sun and Moon. Sun and Moon not a popular pick, but I will live and die. I I will stand by Sun and Moon. I I mean I honestly think Sun and Moon like helped rekindle my love for Pokemon. Like it never went away, but like yeah, I don't know. Like, it, like I was playing again. I was like, wait a second. We like Pokemon. You know, like, I think, yeah, it captured something that I, I think I lost next and why. Um, Oko asks, Blue, what do you hope to see most in the live letter? Um, I'll also whisper you again if you if I see you online or you can check Discord DMs from my character. I, oh, that's right. You have I have Discord DMs from you. Okay. Uh, live letter, which is tonight, by the way. Well, technically, what is live letter? So the live letter uh, they're going to be doing tonight because we're recording this on Friday. Uh, so hopefully some of my predictions or my excitements, uh, happen, uh, they're basically gonna be over job changes, uh, like how they're gonna, how the combat's gonna be changed in the game. Um, uh, the new, like new skills and stuff that are going to be coming to the each job. And, uh, just in general, going over a lot of things for Endwalker and Walker's two months away now. So, uh, I'm really excited. Uh, I'm just looking forward to Gunbreaker. Because I think that's like, it's my favorite job, and I love Gunbreaker, and I don't know what I would change about it. And I think for that reason, that's why I'm so excited to see what they're going to change. But yeah, hopefully. I hope you get what, uh, is it going to be in Japan? Uh, It's going to be in Japan time, yeah. So is, he co- is he cosplaying? The, oh, the no, 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 he, he already did his reveal cosplay stream. That, that's only oh, for like the reveal. Okay. I, I, I will quickly say I would love uh, a two cartridge spender for Gunbreaker if we're going to be like specific. We don't have like a, a just a, a nuke button, and that would be tight. Okay. Um, Johnny Krumer asks, uh, "What's your go-to snack while watching a movie?" Uh, uh, Lifesaver gummies. Oh, that's fucking fucked up. You can't be doing that. Yeah, Lifesaver gummies, man. I love... I think that's probably my favorite candy right now is Lifesaver gummies. 
Um, really awful for my teeth. Uh, Whoppers. I like Whoppers. I love Whoppers. Ew, man. Wait, we've had this conversation before too. Yeah, man. You bite into a Whopper, it's like, like it's like. Oh, uh, it's so good. Like it's like I it's like I took a bite in an attic. Like I took a bite yeah. of an attic. What? It tastes so good. Like it's so dusty and ashy in there. Like eh, I don't like it. Uh, no. Okay, so so if it, it it's definitely between like Whoppers, not Whoppers. I fuck up Whoppers, dude. Uh, Mr. Fruit, what's your go-to snack while watching a movie? Man, I got a lot. First off, I want to say, I can't hold my bladder more than like an hour, dude. I drink too much water, I swear to God. You drink, I mean, you drink technically the amount you're supposed to drink. I know, but that's why it's like, I couldn't even, I heard Oko, and I was like, all right, it's going to be a Final Fantasy question. Maybe I can, <laughs> maybe I can pee in time. Couldn't. You did. Oh, I did? I like yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay. yeah, you just yeah. got back. Yeah, this is the question after. Um, it's just man, peeing after like when you like you gotta pee. That's such a good feeling. Man. It's a good, great feeling. It's a great feeling. Anyway, what's your what's what's your yeah, what's your favorite snack? Uh, what's your go-to snack when watching a movie? It, it's a toss-up. One old faithful sour patch watermelon. Ki- um, yeah, watermelon. I was guy. Yeah, sour patch is awesome. But oh. if I'm at the theater recently, it's been a Coca-Cola Icy. Okay. Oh, that's, oh, that's where you get it. That's where you get it. Mm-hmm. I will say oh. I haven't gotten an Icy since coming back from uh, the honeymoon outside the theaters. It was good. It helped break the chain. My addiction. But you can still now get like. But yeah, um, but now it's like a treat. You know, I get it when I go to the, the theater, which has been like twice. Um, Estra asks follow up question to last week. So to clarify, uh, I broke my back while head kicking a seven foot training bag and hitting an hard enough to slam my vertebrae together, crack the piece between them. I assumed it was a muscle thing and tried a lot of different methods, but nothing thought of a broken bone. It was extremely painful and still is, but I'm still uh, almost used to it now. Actual question though, since y'all heavily uh, suggested good diets, are there any food plan services that provide healthy and delicious food that y'all personally recommend? Uh, nah, if you find one, let me know. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I tried HelloFresh. It just got kind of expensive. Um, yeah. Um, but it, I loved every kind of HelloFresh meal Sydney and I did. Um, you can just look up HelloFresh recipes, though. I mean, they just give you the stuff. Like, it's very convenient, and that's what's nice about it. But, I mean... You could literally just make those yourself. Like, see, like I'm. I just. I need to go even further than that. I'm still. I still hate cooking. I'm lazy. Just go to where I just got reheated. Yeah, just that's all I gotta do. So, like, a lot of what I do, it's a local place, though. It's not like a chain or anything, and they just do some meal planning. Uh, and my local grocery store now has. Uh, I can't remember the name of them. But they kind of have some things there that I've Lunch found. Bowls. No, it's like a meal <laughs> meal prep business. That's like I, they have a deal with this grocery store, I guess, or something. So you can find them there, uh, and those are pretty good. But yeah, I, I'm next level lazy. Like, just give me where I just got heat up. So I wish I could recommend, but I have the same issue, Rob. Like meal, any any meal prep or meal like delivery service that is just like, Hey, here's a healthy, like all of that. Like you could get like a million healthy options, but like, God, they're just so expensive. 
Yeah, it's it just catches up with you. And then like you realize you're just paying for the convenience of them grocery shopping for you and telling you what to cook. When you now, can literally what... just do that yourself. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> oh. percent. What I've what I've been I doing it. uh which I've lost uh, a lot of weight recently is Let's go, oh, good for you, man. Might not be what most people recommend. I've I've been getting really into meal replacement shakes. They're so good. Which They're ones so, are you like, doing? Oh, uh, I'm doing. Uh, I have I've been on Ample for a little while. I've been on Ample like it's a <laughs> been on Ample, <laughs> man. I, I've been I've bought Ample. Where do you inject uh, it? In my butthole. <laughs> Sphincter. Yeah, ample has has you can get like you can get like a, a protein or a non-protein version, like four hundred calorie shake. Sometimes I just don't want to eat, but like if I don't eat, then that's also how you gain weight because your body starts retaining stuff, and then your so metabolism like you slows. And... Yeah, and then your metabolism slows. So I was like, damn, like, There's what's, no the, what's the what's the what's the how do I fix this? And it's like, okay, just like drink like a four hundred calorie shake that has like all the vitamins and minerals you need. And now I don't have to think about a meal every day. Yeah. Technically like the, probably the easiest way to go about it is one at the end of the day, especially if you're looking to lose weight, uh, calories in versus calories out. That's all that matters. So you want to do a calorie deficit, figure out how much you do you need daily and then smaller meals, but more frequent kind of like that. So one it makes you less likely to crave something else. Um, and then two, you never quite hit that like super hungry phase um, where you're more likely to binge, which is my problem. Um, and then, yeah, that way your uh, your metabolism doesn't, or your body also doesn't like think that, you know, it's only getting fed at X time or whatever. And there's a whole bunch of different studies and people will argue one way or another but calories in versus calories out that's the biggest thing um next question here uh from ricardo ricardo the heart hey guys since we're coming up on hoodie season what is your go-to favorite hoodie to wear um Uh, stay tuned i'll say yeah i think it's uh this upcoming hoodie i already i don't even have it but i already know it's uh, ships tomorrow. I'll know tomorrow. <laughs> oh. Um. Oh, what about you, Blue? What's your favorite hoodie to wear? Oh. Um. Uh. Probably. Uh. I've been in love. Uh. With Dado's first drop hoodie, I wear that thing all the time. Uh, is that the one with like the blue owl? Yes, on the back. It's yeah. it's. That's a dope drop. Re- it's a really good hoodie. It's probably my favorite hoodie. So yeah, I, I wear that thing all the time. Um, Lil Risque asks, with all the hype around celeb boxing and the recent altercation between MGK and McConnor McGregor, would you like to see them box and fight or rap battle? What the fuck? Uh, that was a lot of this? I'm what not watching 20, either, though. What is this, 2013 <laughs> rap battles? Is that what we're... I don't even think MGK makes rap anymore. I think he makes this like punk shit. That's kind of trash. I also just hate that all these MMA fighters are going to boxing. Like, it's not fair. And so, like, you're never going to get the same thing. So, I say go all out. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, like, they still lose because that's just it. You're like, I could beat you at this thing you don't do. 
not, yeah, but it's like, not people exactly underestimate how much goes into like the technique that goes into boxing. Yeah, like yeah. you would think it's, but like it's an entirely different discipline, and the way you fight and everything. Um, so I don't know if I could get them both in a cage. Oh yeah, steel cage match, brother. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. Uh. Trey Bourne asks, what's a song from your childhood that you feel like you could confidently remember all the words to? Or alternatively, what's a movie from your childhood that you could quote most of? Stacy's mom. Still know every word. Got it going on. Stacy's uh, mom has got it going on. Da, da, da. Stacy, can I come over after school? Yeah, we didn't say prove it. Um, okay, after school. Uh, Dude, I mean, like, fucked when I was a kid it was Genie in a Bottle. Christina I'm a Genie in yeah, a Bottle. I guess the first one I can rub me the right way if you want to be with me. Baby, I'm a Genie in a Bottle. Lucky by Britney Spears. Oh, we're going to have a Britney v. Christina argument. Every morning. She wakes up with a knock, knock, knock on her door. Boom, 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 boom. It's time for makeup. That one. I don't. And then it's like, um, isn't she lucky? This Hollywood girl, and they say she's so lucky. She's a star, but she cried, cried. You've never heard that? I don't think so. Oh, that's a great song. I, that's my favorite Britney song. I didn't mean to offend you. I just, oh, I, I, I mean, honestly, hey, I first of all, free Britney. Hey, she's having a great time. She's engaged, apparently, and deleted her Instagram. I hope she's okay. Go on, Britney. Um... Reacher asks, um, what three people, live or dead, celebrity or whatnot, would you choose to go out drinking with? Or in Fruit's case, just hang out? I feel like we just had this question. Yeah, I feel like we did too. But, um, um, this is just like, there's so many people out in the world. Um, Pat McAfee and AJ Hawk, because I see him right there on my Twitter feed. (laughs) That seems I'm sure like a I good answered time. like Nikolai Tesla or something just yeah. to poke his brain. But it's three people, so you had to pick three. Like now uh, it's an punch. added layer. Nikolai Tesla at, at three different points. Uh, <laughs> I feel like they won't even talk to you. They'll be like, wait a second. You're me in the. F- no, you're me in the. Wait, but I'm me right hey, now. Hey, guys, guys, focus. I need to ask you guys, questions. Guys, I brought you here. Come on. Like. <laughs> Uh, I can't even answer that. No idea. Okay. Uh, Johnny, uh, please, uh, you guys and the Extended Dream team have been hired as high school teachers. What subjects does everybody teach? Um, Dado teaches math. Yeah. Um, but let's, let's be more specific, like AP Calc. Yeah, just something that is like very smart and optimal. Bless mm-hmm. um, does theater. Yeah, Bless is the theater teacher for sure. Shark, PE teacher. <laughs> you know oh, what? That's shark. oddly fitting. Shark, <laughs> shark. <laughs> so fitting. Yeah. Shark, shark PE teacher. Um, Blue is your cool English teacher. Yay! I think like like I speak English. Yeah, Blue's your English teacher. Um, Mr. Fruit. Um, probably like your um 
like advanced video production, you know, Photoshop. I was teach, gonna say like art graphic like that. design, something. Yeah, like that. art graphic design teach. Tech. Me? Oh God. Well, probably social studies, I guess. I was like, gonna just say kinda, social studies. Yeah, they always studies. just seemed like the the teachers that were just there and yeah, just kind of like hey, I'll and, teach. Yeah. They're <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Versus. Um. Versus. What would I put? What would I? What could I see versus being my teacher? Maybe like like. There's a like cultural studies like so I guess almost like human AP human geography because that's where you teach about other like cultures and all that kind of stuff and I think versus is very rounded in that would be my choice for that I don't know if you guys have I can't even think of other classes anymore so you're doing great (laughs) uh dork dork is oh dork (laughs) is anatomy yeah dork's teaching anatomy arios uh ancient civilization teacher or something like that (laughs) teaches about ancient civilizations history teacher yeah but like ancient history like teaching about knights and all that kind of stuff and um what else could i see him as fudge else other classes did i have what what's advanced gym (laughs) power weights yeah yeah power weight teacher (laughs) yeah 100 (laughs) percent Um, little Johnny boy with the last oh, um, question says oh. Joey's janitor. Oh, <laughs> Joey's a student. Joey's the one going to all of our classes. <laughs> Joey's the teacher's pet. Uh, little Johnny boy asks, um, what are you guys' thoughts on the recent Apple event on the um, past Tuesday? Didn't even see it. I don't didn't know even see it. I don't care. It. I'm not getting the new phone until they announce the Apple car. That's when I'll tune in. Did, what did, you laugh now did you see it blue do you know anything about it wait there's an apple car no no no, that, no. That, the conference or whatever oh, no, 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 no. i didn't see it no no yeah. i just said I, i'm not watching i don't even know what they announced like i just had no interest i iPhone, i mean they announced the iphone 13 iphone 12.2 and it is, is it like the exact same this, i assume it's the same as my 11 i think like i don't know yeah. It's just yeah, my I'm, my eleven is gonna go slower now. I I think that's what I have. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm keeping my X until that this thing doesn't run anymore. So yeah, I think I still have an X too. Yeah, I'm not the person that like needs a new phone every year. I think that is something that is pretty. Well, especially now, yeah. like year to year, it's even more minute than like it used to be. Because like sometimes year to year it would be like yeah. pretty big jumps or like whoa, and that's like. So, yeah. yeah, you just add another number. Oh, okay. I've been so powerful for like so long now that it's like I just feel less and less of a need to upgrade to the next phone. Agreed. I'm waiting for that the the chip. And uh, that'll be the uh, last question of the podcast, which means oh. the podcast is coming to a close. <laughs> Hope you guys learned how to run a podcast and talk through a podcast through uh, GG over Easy One Hundred One. Yes, uh, um, I feel enlightened. Good, you should. Uh, Blue, where can people yeah, find yeah, you on I'm the internet? On the you guys podcast. can find me everywhere at Blue Weslo. Guys can find me everywhere at Cosmic Couch. You can find me everywhere at Mormish Fruit with my Death Loop Let's Play. Yay! Plug, plug, plug. There'll probably be a new Nuzlocke afterwards for the people that care, because they're now they're probably like, oh, I still won't watch Death Loop, but I'll tune in for the Nuzlocke. That'll be it.
See you next week. 102. Don't be late. Don't be tardy. For the party. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.